We up in this thing. I can't even give uh, Curtis Blow the full first verse intro today. I, I gotta, I gotta cut him off right after the the beginning because we got a little bit to talk about. Um, I don't, you know, I don't do these kind of like everybody else uh, who's, you know, a lot better at it than I am probably. But I like to have these conversations. You know what I'm saying? Um, I'm a I'm a type of person that likes to uh, invoke conversation, dialogue. I, I like to do that. Uh, as long as it's respectful, I like dialogue. There's a point, though, where um, dialogue becomes useless. There's a point where talking, communicating, trying to get people to understand, trying to get people to see things from your point of view is utterly and completely useless. It's because there are certain people who don't care about your point of view for whatever reason. Some people want things to be the way that they've always been because they're afraid of change. And then there's some people who want things to be a certain way because it benefits them and they don't care if it is to the detriment of anybody else. Right now, anybody who knows me um, in depth knows that um, one I was uh, previously in an interracial marriage. From that marriage, I have one son that is completely white that I've been raising since he was two, um, Dylan. And then I have two mixed children, Bree and Devin. Um, and I say that not as a preface, but I say that because when I speak about white supremacy, people think that I'm speaking about white people. I have a lot, not only them, not only that personal um, uh, connection, but I have other friends who are mixed, who um, who live in both worlds. Um, and there are two different worlds. There's two different Americas. Anybody who doesn't know, um, obviously, is not a minority. There are two different Americas. And they navigate both worlds. They have two sides of their family. They have the white side of their family. They have the black side of their family. So when race issues come up, um, it's... Usually, for the majority, there is a kind of consensus mindset when it comes to black people concerning racial issues. And then there are um, varying thoughts when it comes to, to the white community when it comes to racial issues. Nobody wants to be the villain in their own story. You know, nobody wants to be a background character either. So most people in their own story wants to, want to be heroes. I'm, I'm the person who stood up for justice and stood up for right. But when you make somebody else's plight foreign to you, then it's difficult for you to then champion their issues, right? So you have some white people who... Um, who are just they were raised to believe that they were better than black folks and they want everything to work for the benefit of white people because they believe that you know it's their inherent right to to have everything to own everything to be the best right and then you have 
uh, white people were like, uh, no, you know, I don't want to, you know, subjugate anybody, but I, I do want things to work out for my benefit. You know, I want I want things to go good for me. Um, that's just, just a, you know, a selfish mindset. They're not thinking culturally for my own um, white people, my own culture or anything like that. I just, you know, I want things to work out good for me and my family. And then there's apathetic white people who are like, yeah, things may be bad, but, you know, it's, you know, hey, I've, I've. I've been discriminated against, you know, um, people didn't like my hair, so I changed it, you know, um, people don't like tall people, so, you know, I, you know, I, there's, there's, people hurt my feelings the same way that they've hurt black people's feelings, mm, racism isn't that, I keep telling people, I say this all the time, and, and you get mixed reactions when you say this, black people can't be racist. I've I've come to that I came to that conclusion a while ago. Uh, I heard somebody say it, and I had the same kind of reaction. Like, what? Anybody can be racist. Anybody can. And and then what's going on, Nisi? Nisi gets look. Like I said, good thing that you you checked in because I was about to pull up. Clap your hands, everybody, if you got what it takes. Cause I'm Curtis Blow, and I want you to know that these are the boys. Waka waka waka. Anybody know that? Anybody remember that from um, from the Muppets? One of my favorite characters, Fozzie. What's good, people? This setup is horrible, so I apologize. Let me get to where I'm not leaning all over the place. All right, all right, all right. Again, if you would go ahead and share this program. This is the breaks with your boy Mark B. JQLM Radio. Uh, home of yours truly and some of the finest um, young uh, lovers of black people in the whole city. I swear to God. Um, we have uh, uh, Kendall Wyatt comes on every every morning, um, 8 a.m. That's Good Doc with Kendall Wyatt. You really need to check him out. Um, also, if you would, follow the Young Lions. 
that's the group that he is um he is uh, a part of I, I i hesitate to say that he is uh, he is uh, spearheading uh, i hesitate to say that because i, I want to make sure that that's the that's the case um i haven't been able to uh, chop it up with him about it yet it's been it was it's been a rough week it was his birthday and then you know he's had a lot of stuff going on uh, not not that his birthday is rough or anything like that that's my guy um but there's a lot going on, man, and he's really, really busy trying to get justice for um, Jajan Reed and uh, and his family, which we all know of. If you if you're not aware of, he was a young man who um, was running from the police and ended up being shot. I'm going to say now this is I have no evidence. I have no uh substantiated information i'm just going based off of the eye test i see that he was shot in the back that's what i say and i think that once all the information comes out it's going to cooperate that that's what that's my feeling that's my gut feeling right so i'm 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 giving you the disclaimer the views of this program are mark bees and his alone and do not necessarily the re- reflect the views of jqlm radio just want to let you know that and, and 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 so that covers everybody right in my gut though based off of what i see and i'm trying to look at the camera right here i'm gonna have to get this camera together too based off of what i see i think he was shot in the back that's what i feel that's what i feel that's what i think let me see this this camera setup gonna be okay. Is that gonna be better? Okay. All right. I think I think that's a little bit better. I feel he was shot in the back. I feel like um like the police officer um didn't feel like chasing him down and shot him in the back. That being case you have that being the case you have um excellent young leaders out here like uh like my boy Kendall who is out here doing the work. Um I wanna say I wanna say this. We need all of the work. Stop poo-pooing people that you don't agree with their tactics. If their ultimate goal is the same as your ultimate goal, stop it. Stop it. Understand, go back and read, that that's exactly what they did to the Panthers. That's exactly what they did to the Panthers. You had, you had people in the Panthers, everybody fighting for the same thing. Everybody wanted the same thing, yet... They were fighting about how to get that way, how to get to that destination. Martin Luther King and Malcolm X, both of them wanted the same thing for their people. They had they were pitted against one one another uh, until later on in, in their careers before their untimely deaths. They were pitted against one another because they had different views of how to get there. And instead of um, instead of understanding that, hey, we all are trying to get to the same destination. They they were pitted against each other. One was the house Negro and one was the, the field Negro. You know what I'm saying? That stuff ain't necessary. It's not necessary. Too many people are dying. Look, we we got COVID-19 out there trying to kill some of everybody. And then we got the police trying to kill everybody else that's left. Right? That being said, segueing right into Minneapolis, Minnesota. Now, um in Minneapolis there was a man let me get my handy dandy notes here there was a man named George Floyd 
46 years old, uh, former athlete. In fact, he was friends with Steven Jackson. Um, anybody that, that follows basketball, we know who Stax is. He played for the Indiana Pacers. He played for the the um, – who, 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 who was it? I'm trying to think of – with Tim Duncan and San Antonio Spurs. Um, yeah, I think he, I think he played with Golden State. I think he did. I'm not sure, but everybody knows Stax and everybody knows that Stax is, is one of those bros from around the way that keeps it real. And, and he talks about how that was his buddy and his twin. They did look alike. And, um, he talks about how, uh, he had just talked to him and he was so excited about moving to Minnesota and, you know, fixing things and, and taking care of himself and taking care of his family and stuff like that. You all saw the video. In the video, you see a white police officer with his knee on the neck of George Floyd. Knee on the neck of George while he was handcuffed. Now, there's video out there showing that he was um, pulled out of his car. The police report says that he was resisting arrest. That's what the police report says. But the video that is shown uh, from a store, I think it was a Starbucks, I'm not sure, from a store there doesn't show him resisting arrest at all. Doesn't show it. Um, But he was on the ground. He was subdued. um, He had handcuffs on. He had cuffs on. Face in the ground. Police officer's knee which normally they'll put their knee in your back, in the center of your back. This police officer put his knee in his neck and he knew his knee was in his neck because everybody around, because there was a crowd that gathered around. Everybody around was telling him your knee is in his neck. You don't have to have your knee in his neck. He can't breathe, man. What are you doing? George Floyd was telling the police officer that he couldn't breathe. He said, come on, man, my chest is hurting, my neck, I'm I'm down. I'm about to pull up now. Uh, that's Nisi's the homie from, from way, way back. Um, but I, I had the same kind of reaction that, that what? Everybody can be racist. Black people can be racist, Chinese people can be racist, and this, that, and the other. And then I got into what racism actually is. And racism is a system of subjugation. It's not just you hurt my feelings. It's not, it's not the same as saying... Um, I don't, I don't date tall women or I don't date short guys. It's not the same as that. It's not the same as saying that, um, well, if you're fat, uh, I don't want you to, uh, sit next to me or I can't, no, it's not the same as that. What it is, is a system in place that keeps one group here and another group here. That's what racism is. So without a system in place, you cannot be racist. You don't have what it, if you can't dribble a basketball, you can't play basketball. You know what I'm saying? If you can't put up a shot, you, you can't make it to the NBA. There needs to be a system in place of subjugation. Now that system that is in place for subjugation has to work to the benefit of of a certain group in order for it to maintain 
Because nobody's going to, if everybody hates the system, if everybody's suffering under the system, it's not going to maintain. People are going to rise up. People are going to be like, eh, no, I'm, I'm, this, this isn't working for me or my family, um, so I, I, I can't deal with the system. But when you have a system that is multifaceted, that, that doesn't tell you directly that you're better than this group, but implies it. Somehow you're able to get the loan. Somehow you're able to get the job. Some, somehow you're, you're able to uh, um, purchase the property. But this other group isn't. Somehow when something bad happens to you, you receive justice. And another group doesn't. You all go to the same police department. You go to the same judge. You, you have maybe the same lawyer. You present the same argument. Somehow, though, the judgment goes in your favor but doesn't go in somebody else's favor. Now, if you're in the position of the person who's favored, you may not even pay attention that other people aren't getting the same kind of treatment. It's kind of like being the fine chick at the club. You know what I'm saying? Like, you go to the club and everybody's like rushing to buy you a drink. You're like, oh, I love this club. You know, this club's so nice. Everybody's so nice and, and pleasant and everybody wants to buy me a drink and stuff like that. It's so cool. You know what I'm saying? These guys here are all nice and everything. Wow. I, I, I should have been to this club before. And then you got your ugly friend that's like, I hate it here. This place sucks. Nobody, nobody wants to get up and give me a seat. Nobody. And you're like, what? I don't understand I don't understand why you're having such a bad time. I'm having a great time. That's kind of what, what it is. Now, imagine that that carries on into every aspect of your life. You're advertised in a way where people who look like you are always winning. There's movies where the people who are heroes look just like you. And the people who are villains or the people who are suspect look just like your ugly friend. Right now, you may not be thinking if you always had that, if you from the time that you were born to this day, you grew up having that reinforced over and over again. People that look like you, people that stand like you, people that speak like you. Those are the, the winners in life and the other people, the different people. Those are the losers in life. You're not thinking consciously like, wow, that's like supremacy. That's racism. No, you're thinking that's just normal. That's normal life, you know, and then when things start to change where you don't get the benefit, then you start getting angry. I want things to go back to the way that they used to be. Make America great again. Back when I used to get all the benefits and everybody shut up about it. There's a segment of society that wants life to continue to be that way. There's a section of society that that wants um, things to maintain um, for the biblical scholars out there. It's kind of like when the children, children of Israel um, finally were uh, free from Pharaoh and they were wandering around in the desert um, and they were being fed manna from heaven and they were being fed quail. Right. Now, God was performing these miracles for them, showing them all of this stuff and saying, you know, taking care of them with his own hands. And the people were still complaining. They were complaining because it's not what they were used to. They were used to a certain thing. And because they even that thing, that thing sucked. 
They were, it, it was horrible. They were abused. They were mistreated, but they were used to it. And because they had to venture out into something that they weren't used to, they, out of fear, wanted to go back to what they were used to, even though what they were used to sucked and it was subjugation. God had to let a whole generation die. Because, not because they didn't have the physical ability to make it to the promised land, but their minds were still enslaved. They wanted things to go back to how it used to be. And God was trying to do a new thing. And he couldn't do a new thing with old folks. Another biblical reference is you can't put new wine in old wineskin. New wine ferments. That fermentation needs space. If you got old wine skin, they've it's already been stretched out. You know, the 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 wine's been put into skins that uh that actual skins that would stretch out for the fermentation, well, it can only stretch out to a certain degree. You put new wine in the old wine skin, it'll bust. Right? I I've read the Bible once or twice, you know what I'm saying? Once or twice. What's going on, nephew? Um so, because of that mentality, some people weren't able to make it to the promised land. They couldn't uh, get to the same place. The, a whole generation of people had to die because they couldn't, they couldn't make that mental transition to, um, to a new place, to the, the promised land that would allow for them to, to, to realize what God had for them. They had to stay in that place. I started off uh, today's conversation, right? Because I take notes, but it's really just a conversation. I started off today's conversation talking about um, that I'm a conversationalist. I love to have conversations. I love to, to spark conversation and talk to people. At some point, though, we got to stop talking. You know what I'm saying? At some point, the conversation becomes mundane and it, it becomes repetitive and people aren't really talking to listen they're not really trying to have a conversation they're stating their point and then they're walking off right that being said before i go into break i just want to ask a question what does justice look like for black people i want you to think about it i'll be on break for about two and a half three minutes in that two and a half, three minutes, um, if you're not on Facebook Live, because this is a live recording and this will be played later. I want you to think about what does justice look like for black people? Now, we've we've talked about um, or, or we will be talking about uh, Sean Reed, um, Ahmaud Arbery. We'll be talking about that also. Um and we scream, we want justice. What does justice look like for black people? That's a question that I want people to think about. Justice. What does it look like for black people? All right. Stick and stay. Be back in three minutes. These are the breaks. Mark B. JQLM Radio. Oh, it's a 
Attention all artists. JQLM Radio would love to support and put your music into rotation. If you would like your music added to our rotation, all you have to do is send us your music in MP3 format to info.egoentnet net at gmail.com. That's info.egoentnet at gmail.com. And then simply share JQLM Radio with your followers, listeners, and fans so that they may tune in and support you too. Remember, we support you as you support us. JQLM Radio, real voices, raw entertainment, and relevant topics. Have you subscribed yet to our free online digital interactive magazine, The Ego Magazine? No? Well, head on over to www.egoentertainmentnet.com and subscribe now. This magazine is all about showcasing and supporting excellence in communities everywhere from music, arts and culture, relationships, finance, education, politics, sports, news, and so much more. While you're flipping through the pages, just click on the tents on the pictures that you see and you'll be taken to a whole nother world behind the articles. At Ego Entertainment, everyone is a star. There is something in it for everyone, and I hope you are positively impacted by what you see and will continue to support. This is your girl, Lady J, owner and operator of Ego Entertainment and creator of the Ego Magazine. Enjoy. Fun, baby.
I'm back, I'm back, I'm back. So, on the break I was talking, you know, because I, I can't stop talking. On the break I was talking about um, a plethora of things. But one of the things that I was talking about is that um, I have conversations with friends. What's going on, Andrea? Um, a conversation with uh, friends of mine who we were talking about um, the Sean Reed murder and the uh, Ahmad Aubrey murder. And... and um, something that a theme or a consistent statement that's always being said is that, well, we can't expect other people to respect us if we don't respect ourselves. We can't expect other people to not kill us if we don't kill ourselves. Not true. Not true. Not true. Um, I may take money from my mama, but the next door neighbor can expect me not to take money from them. That, that's a reasonable expectation. And if I do, um, they have the right to have me punished within all of the confines of the law. They have the right to do that. That's what they should do. That's, that makes sense. Um, that's what the law is there for. So we, as African Americans, also have the right to expect law to work for us also. Um, the problem is it doesn't work that way. I was reading earlier today. Um, remember officer Geronimo Jimenez? He's the one who, uh, who murdered Philando Castile. Philando Castile was a licensed gun owner. He let the officer know that he was a licensed gun on owner. The officer asked for him to, um, give him his ID he was reaching for his ID, complying with the request that the officer asked him to uh, or, or gave him. And the officer got freaked out and shot and killed him. Now, think about this. It's not that Philando Castile did anything wrong. The person who did something wrong was the officer in that situation. He freaked out. 
he gave a request when that man was complying with that request, which we're told, hey, if we comply, everything will be fine. Everything will go good. He was complying with that request and was killed for it in front of his child and his um, his girlfriend. That officer, Officer Jimenez, um, he not only was acquitted for that murder, but the state paid him $48,000 to buy out the rest of his um, his yearly salary, I believe there was, because his, his salary is around $72,000 a year. The state paid him. They paid him after he incorrectly did his job. Now, just to pose that with the officer in Minnesota, I don't even remember his name, the black officer in Minnesota that that freaked out and killed this um, white woman. He lost his job. I I didn't even check to see whether he um, whether he was paid uh, the rest of his um, his uh, money or his his, his uh, pay for that year. Um, I'm going to say odds are that he was severely punished for that act. So what we're talking about is justice because police officers job is not to exact justice. That's not their job. Their job is to, um, to keep order. The laws are, are created. They're passed down. They're disseminated. Police officers are to take those laws and to make sure people are following those laws. Right. That's their job. But they also have rules and regulations in order to um, execute those jo- that job. When the pro- and the problem is, if I if I'm working, um, I'm, I if I'm driving a truck, right, and um, I don't log the time that I'm driving or the time that I take my break, uh, I'm not doing my job. If I don't stop at red lights. I'm not doing my job. If I refuse, if I don't get the proper amount of sleep and then go driving for 10, 12 hours, I'm not doing my job. Now, if by me not doing my job, I kill somebody, I'm going to lose my job. Um, I'm probably going to go to jail and my license is, is gone. Why are they punishing me so harshly? Because I'm a professional. Because I'm a professional. Um, once I, you know, went through the process to become a, why he, he, uh, didn't want to go back to jail. Don't know. Can't tell you. Um, but he said he doesn't like jail. Didn't want to go back to jail. Okay. Um, he, he also said, uh, I, I thought I missed, I think I missed him. I think I lost him. Y'all like he was on Facebook live, which, Young people nowadays, everything got to go Facebook Live. Everything, everything has to go Facebook Live. So um, he was saying that he wanted, to, he didn't want to uh, go to jail. That he he's losing them. Come pick me up. Somebody come get me. Um, I'm on 62nd and Michigan Road. He jumped out of the car. Uh, said, "I'm gonna leave this car here, and and I'm gone. Y'all come get me." After hopping out of the car and running, you can see he had two phones on him. Uh, and he had no shirt on. So you had two phones in his hand. Uh, he said that uh, he was he was in the car. Um, um, 
He was in the he was he jumped out of the car, started running, two phones in his hand. You could hear the cop tell him to say something uh, said something to him. He's like, huh? And then the cop said something else. He said, F you. And then um you see him falling forward. You see him falling forward. Now, after that, the phone is facing up in the air. After a couple seconds after him falling forward, and you can hear the buzzing from the um from the uh, uh, taser, you then hear gunshots. Pow, 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 pow. It was like 15, 16 gunshots, right? Now, what was said is that he shot at the officer and the officer returned fire. Now, something that, something that um, perplexes me about the situation is... Um, Chief Taylor said evidence shows that Reed fired two shots. Um, so also says IMPD um, says a loaded gun was found on the scene, which matches guns that were depicted in pictures on his Facebook page. Right. Um, it says IMPD says ballistic evidence points to both parties firing shots and that two sets of casings found at the scene. This is why IMPD says, um, Incident as well as officers saying, uh, what looks like, oh, if if you listen to the recording, because they didn't know that, that he was Facebook Live, um, directly after him d- being dead, you can hear an officer saying, looks like it's going to be a closed casket, homie. Now, is that, is that something... A, a police officer being callous about the loss of somebody's life is that something that is that is worth somebody losing their job over no no it's not and and of course if i was the mother of this boy or the father of this boy i would feel differently but no technically it's not because um when you know people who work in law enforcement uh, that's a that's a different case andrew i'm gonna get on that also, um, we know people that work in law enforcement, they see a lot of death. They see a lot of heinous stuff. Um, what people normally do, you get, you become accustomed to the heinous, right? Uh, you become, uh, it, it become normalized, it becomes normalized to you. If you haven't worked in that field, you won't understand it, but it becomes normalized to you and, and things that are said within that um, normalized spectrum, which would be weird or horrible to other people, to you is just okay. This is Tuesday, right? Um, so no, is it bad? Yes, it's horrible. Um, shouldn't joke like that. Incredibly and in, and in, in, incredibly insensitive, but they don't have a sensitive job, right? That being said, though. Uh, it does not look to me like uh, the the telling of the story by IMPD is what happened because I have never been tased. I've been pepper sprayed. I've never been tased. But it's hard for me to think that somebody who has been tased, with, who's shirtless, who's been tased, will be able to fall forward, turn around while being tased, pull out a gun and aim it at a police officer and get ready to shoot. That seems a little wild. 
Seems a little wild to me. Unless they're saying that some drugs is in the system. And here's the thing. We don't know a lot of stuff. Injury report. Because somebody, uh, I, have, I have been told that uh, there was a shot to the head of that young man. We don't know a couple things. We don't know who shot first. If there was an exchange of gunfire. We don't know who shot first. We don't know um, where the bullets hit. Did the bullets go in his back? If the bullets went in his back, there's no way that he was able to turn around and shoot shoot at the police officer. <clears throat> Sean, what's going on, cuz? There's no way he was able to do that. Um, if if all the entry points are in the back or on the side or something like that, then there's no way that he was able to shoot the police officer. Um, we don't know if there was gunpowder residue on the uh, on the young man's hand. We don't know the officer's name, which I think is BS because they are a state employee. Um, we pay their salary. If they are involved in something, we should know. There should be no protection for the officer. He's already protected. He's got the state behind him, the city behind him. Um, what else don't we know? We don't know. Um, yeah, we, uh, um, we don't know the make and the model of the gun because we were told that a gun was found on the scene. By who? Who found the gun on the scene? Was his fingerprints on the gun? We don't. We don't know that stuff. And yes, I, um, I who am normally a uh, very optimistic person, I am not. Uh, I am very skeptical of law enforcement because law enforcement has lied thousands upon thousands of times in order to cover up um, misconduct. Um, we don't know the officer's history because we don't even know who the officer is. Um, if the taser was ineffective, why did like why did we see him drop the phone? If the, because what we were told is that the taser was ineffective. This is by Wish TV. Um, we were told that the taser was ineffective. If the taser was ineffective, why, why did, why did we see him fall forward, scream "Ah!" and drop his phone? If the taser wasn't working, and usually if the taser isn't working, it's because the person is uh, either there's not a good connection, which it seems like there was pretty good connection because he fell forward, or the person is high on something. And there's nothing to indicate that he was high on anything. We don't know yet. Don't know. We don't have any. We don't have anything um, yet, as of as of yet. So we don't know that. Um, there's a there's been a whole bunch of things. There's some pregnant uh, a pregnant lady was also uh, killed by a IMPD officer within the same week. Um, she got ran over in the car. There was another shooting. That, it's been the wild, wild west here in Indianapolis. And um, we have very, very few answers to questions. Uh, and something that I know personally because I went, um, I was a couple years ago. At, well, after, what was it? Was it the Trayvon Martin? No, it was after the um, the uh, the Bailey case. Um, there was an introduction of body cams. Right. But nobody was it was not really made or made mandatory for officers to have body cams. Number one, um, it wasn't funded. Number two, and whether they turned it on or on or off was completely left up to their discretion. So. It was it, it's basically 
if you had a job and you had and and somebody gave you the option of having a supervisor over your shoulder the whole entire time you did your job or not, what would you choose? Most people would choose not to have that supervisor over their shoulder. Most people would. Why would police officers be any different? They wouldn't want that supervisor to be over there either because they may say something, they may do something that is out of character or that that may bring shame to them or their family or something like that in doing their job, and they don't want that recorded. Same with everybody else. The problem is if we give somebody the uh, ability, a, a gun and a license to be able to kill somebody without um, repercussion, then they should be held to a high standard. They should be held to the highest standard. Like somebody asked me one time, what would you do if you were, you know, in a a dark alley with, you know, people all around you and and, um, you couldn't see anything? I said, I'd probably shoot everybody, including myself. I'd probably shoot that because I'm not trained. I'm not a police officer. I did not go through training. I would shoot my foot. uh, I'd shoot myself in the butt cheek. I'd probably kill everything, cats, uh, rats included, because I'm not trained. But... With the military tactics that police officers are being allowed to use, the one thing that the military seems to be better at is de-escalating situations. And police officers, for the most part, seem like that is an issue all across the board. De-escalation seems to be a problem when it comes to um, situations within the black community. Dealing with white folks, listen, if you can if you can kill, if you can go into a church, shoot people and kill them and somehow the police are able to apprehend you and take you to Burger King afterwards. But somebody can't can't be uh, in their own house without being killed. Some like a, a young lady was sleep in her own bed and the police officers come knocking on the door, beating on the door, kicked the door in, shot and killed her. If we can't jog, which um, when I come back from break, we're going to get into the mod Arbery and then I'm going to tie everything together because I'm talking about white supremacy, white supremacy, not white people, white supremacy. The notion that there is a supreme race, that should always be given the benefit of the doubt and should have uh, more uh, uh, more freedom than everybody else. The mindset that goes into that and how that's reinforced. That's what we're talking about. All right. Going to break. See you in a little bit. The breaks. Mark B. Stick and stay. p.m. to 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on JQLM Radio on the Business Bangers Spotlight Show with your Uh, host, Lady J. Tune in to hear from men and women all over the world banging in business. See what products and services appeal to you while receiving exclusive offers and discounts. And get your business banger tips for all of you entrepreneurs out there. Tune in by downloading the JQLM Radio app on your Android or Apple devices. Or get JQL on radio through the TuneIn radio app or the Stream of Simple radio app. You can also listen live from our website at www.egoentertainmentnet.com or straight from our Facebook page. Just click on the Use App button. 
If you miss an episode, download and subscribe on any of your major podcast platforms like iHeartRadio, Spotify, Deezer, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spreaker, and more. Business bangers, stay ready. Welcome to JQLM Radio. It's real, raw, and relevant. Check out our stellar talk show lineup for your listening pleasure. We have everything from morning entertainment to health and wellness to empowerment to real life issues, music, marriage, sex, comedy, and much more. This is the place to be for the hottest talk shows in radio. Tune in by downloading the JQLM radio app or the TuneIn radio app and then search for JQLM radio. Make sure you make it a favorite. Or you can listen straight from the JQLM radio Facebook page by just clicking on the use app button. You can also listen from our website at www.egoentertainmentnet.com. Oh, and did I mention you can tune in 24-7 for the hottest in R&B, gospel, hip-hop, and more when your favorite show is not on. JQLM Radio. Real voices, raw entertainment, and relevant topics. A division of Ego Entertainment. Enjoy! I don't know what you see in me Like why do you believe in me? You know you should be leaving me I reminisce for a spell, or shall I say think back yeah. 22 years ago to keep it on track uh-huh. The birth of a child on the 8th of October I'm back y'all, I'm back y'all The Breaks and JQL on radio Listen, um, y'all gonna have to wait to to the uh, the rebroadcast in order to hear the songs, man. I love this song. This is one of my favorite songs. Um, Troy, they reminisce over you, Pete Rock, CS1. Um, so Andrew was talking about uh, Andrew, one of uh, one of my uh, longtime friends, was talking about a uh, picture of uh, or the video of the guy shooting from out of his car. Um, the uh, Sean Reed. Um, haven't seen it. Um, I will say this though. It's before I get into it. Before I get into it, let me let me get to the mod Arbery because I'm gonna tie both of those together, right? So mod Arbery, um, he was a guy going for a jog down in Brunswick, Georgia, and um, and stopped while he was jogging, looked into this uh, this construction site of a house that was being built. Um, he looked around. Seemed to just view what was going on. Left back out of the house. Start jogging some more. This uh, this this ex uh, police off uh, detective got his son and got a third guy and uh, chased him down because they said he was uh, he met or, or fit the description of somebody who had. Um, been burglarizing in that neighborhood. Now, 
that's up in the air because I've uh, I've heard reports that there were n- there were no uh, reports of a history of of burglaries in that neighborhood. Not a string of them, like you know, multiples. Um, but the the father and the son chased him down, cut him off in the car. You know, uh, apparently uh, the third person that was there attempted to cut him off, and that didn't work. And then the father and son in their pickup truck uh, cut him off, and then because he wouldn't stop to talk to them, shot him and killed him. And the video is out there. And people will say, "Listen, why do you share that?" And people, it's, it's like, uh, it's it's like, uh, what's that? Uh, uh, snuff porn or whatever? No, it's not. The reason why I share stuff like that is because when you don't share the vid, the vis, video or the image of it, then people are able to dismiss it. They're like, it it couldn't have happened like that. People start having quite well. Maybe he was doing this, and maybe he was doing that, and then you have the video. And it's not like the video is enough because even with the video, you still have people who will justify why that act was necessary when it wasn't. But at least in the court of public opinion, which means nothing, at least you can know that that person was murdered for absolutely nothing. We can't get justice in the judicial system because when uh, Officer Jimenez, Geronimo Jimenez, uh, shot and killed Philando Castile and uh was paid $48,000 for murdering somebody who did absolutely nothing did everything right that we're told that if we do everything if you he spoke with a a, a calm tone he he let the officer know before he made any movement that I have a firearm on me but I am a registered uh gun owner um I just wanted to let you know. Oh, the officer said, "Oh, okay." Because I, I watched the video. Oh, okay, that's fine. Um, just go ahead and give me your um, give me your ID. He's reaching for the ID, and the officer all of a sudden, wait a minute, wait a minute, don't, no, 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 pow, 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 pow. He's acquitted and paid. So we can't get justice through the judicial system. What is what is there left, right? Um, to go back to Ahmad Arbery, he was uh, he was killed by these two men. The this was back in February. They had the the DA and law enforcement had all of that information since February. And the DA refused to charge him. And they said, and instead he uh, recused or she recused herself because she said that it was a conflict of interest because he used to work for me. So I can't, you know, I can't arrest somebody that used to work for me. Mm, okay. All right. I can't, I can't, um, I can't prosecute him. Okay, cool. Send him to another DA who said the same thing, but this DA before he recused himself wrote this statement saying, well, he did the right thing in the eyes of, um, the Georgia law for um, a citizen's arrest, which he didn't. But even if he did, if you're going to recuse yourself, what you have to say is meaningless. You're supposed to remain quiet and silent and recuse yourself and pass it on to somebody else since you're passing the buck anyway. But then they, they sent it to a third prosecutor, uh, a DA, and 
Um, I think I think right now, um, don't quote me on it, but I think it's in the hands of a fourth DA. But at least the the two were arrested. Now, keep in mind, there's video showing these two murdering somebody. And the DA may not have been able to prosecute, but you don't need um, to prosecute in order to have them arrested. You could have recused yourself after you had them arrested. But they didn't want to do anything. And we know they didn't want to do anything because this happened in February. It took them two months to do anything about it. And the only reason why they did something about it was because there was media attention. So how does that circle around to the um, what uh, my friend Andrew was saying about the young man uh, shooting out of, the, out of his car? For some reason, there's a notion that um, that anything that a black person does ju- that is either against the law or or maybe morally bankrupt is somehow justification for their murder, right? Um, Judge Kavanaugh possibly raped a woman, but that wasn't enough to prevent him from becoming a Supreme Court judge. There's a lot of um, country boys that I know, because like I said, I'm here in Indiana, Indianapolis. There's a lot of country boys that I know that talk about um, a lot of the exploits that they had when they were young, about driving fast and outrunning the police and and throwing rocks and breaking windows and all kind of stuff. And whoo, yeah, we were so stupid back in the day and laugh and joke and eat. I, as a, as a 43-year-old man, will sometimes reminisce about dumb stuff that I did when I was a youth that, you know, I, I should have, you know, broken a leg or, or gotten beat up or almost died or something like that. But the difference is when you're, when you're black for some reason, everything that you do is a justification for somebody murdering you. Like if you do something, if you break a window, if you talk back to a police officer, if you um, shoot out of your car, if you, a car window, if you drive at high speeds, um, if you get killed by a police officer, oh well, you know, well he, he did speed, yeah, well he did he did break a window. So immediately after Ahmaud Arbery was murdered, and not not immediately after, take that back, immediately after. The, the firestorm of media started hitting Brunswick, Georgia, and asking, why haven't you all even arrested these people? Keep in mind, just like it took them this long to arrest them, it took them long, that long to arrest uh, George Zimmerman also. It wasn't until media attention came that George Zimmerman was even arrested. Not even arrested. If, if there's a bar fight and I beat somebody's tail, we both getting arrested, even if I was defending myself. We both getting arrested. They're going to parse all that out later. They're, they're going to at least put me in handcuffs, right? So, But I, I, I digress. Ahmaud Arbery, after, he was, after the media attention came, then all of a sudden reports started coming out, well, um, he did have a prior arrest for this, and he had a prior arrest for that. And, and, and with, uh, with Trayvon Martin, then all of a sudden pictures start surfacing of Trayvon Martin looking like a thug and this, that, and the other. Uh, uh, Eric Garner, he, he had previous arrests on him. And 